Chapter eleven of the Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred, part two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee. Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred, part two. By Francois Rene de Chateaubriand. Chapter eleven. Paris, December eighteen twenty one. Sitting of the National Assembly. Robespierre the sittings of the national assembly excited an interest to which those of our chambers are far from approaching it was necessary to rise early to find a place in the crowded tribunes the deputies arrived eating talking and gesticulating they formed groups in the different parts of the hall according to their opinions there was the reading of the minutes after that the development of the question fixed for discussion or some extraordinary motion the discussions did not turn upon an insipid clause of a law and the order of the day scarcely ever was without a destruction members spoke for or against every one delivered his opinion well or ill the debates grew stormy the galleries took part in the discussion applauded cheered or hissed and hooted the speakers the president rang his little bell the deputies addressed one another from bench to bench mirabeau the younger seized his competitor by the collar mirabeau the elder shouted silence aux trente voix one day i was sitting behind the royalist opposition and before me there was a gentleman from dauphiny of a dark countenance and diminutive figure who leapt in fury upon his seat and said to his friends let us fall sword in hand upon those beggars there pointing to the side of the majority the dames of the hall knitting in the tribunes heard him rose and shouted all at once with their stockings in their hands and foaming mouths a la lanterne viscount mirabeau lautrec and some other young nobles were eager to make an attack upon the tribunes this fracas was soon stifled by another petitioners armed with pikes presented themselves at the bar the people are perishing from hunger said they it is time to adopt measures against the aristocrats and to rise to the height of circumstances the president assured these citizens of his respect in the following terms an eye is constantly kept on the traitors and the assembly will do justice thereupon arose a new tumult the deputies of the right shouted that everything was going into a state of anarchy the deputies of the left replied that the people were to express their wishes that they had a right to complain of the despotism seated even in the bosom of the national representation thus they designated their colleagues to the sovereign people which re-echoed the denunciation the evening sittings far exceeded in scandalous excesses those of the morning people speak better and more boldly by the light of lamps the hall of the riding-house then became truly a theatre in which one of the greatest dramas of the world was being acted the leading personages still belonged to the ancient order of things their terrible antagonists concealed behind them said little or nothing towards the close of a discussion i saw ascending the tribune a deputy of a very ordinary appearance dull and inanimate figure with his hair regularly arranged and appropriately dressed like the steward of a good mansion or a village notary attentive to his personal appearance he made a long and tedious report to which no one listened i asked his name it was robespierre the people with shoes were ready to go out of the halls and the sabots were already kicking the door End of chapter eleven